Okay, so I uh, didn't really plan on op- opening the episode this way. Uh, I just found out a very short while ago that a person pretty important to the arc of my life uh, has passed away. Uh, and somewhat to my embarrassment, has you know, this happened a couple of weeks ago, but uh, the person was letting me know on Facebook. <laughs> I, I like a lot of people have been taking a Facebook break in mm-hmm. these. I'm in my um, fourth year of my break. <laughs> in these unprecedented times, as it were. Uh, so I didn't, I didn't catch the news uh, right when it happened. He actually passed away a couple of weeks ago. Uh, but this is my high school basketball coach, uh, Mr. Les Grimes, passed away. And he was fairly old, and I think it was, I don't want to say expected, because I don't really know the details of it, but I do know he had been sick. So not, I don't think it was a terrible shock. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just wanted to take a minute and, and, and just give him a shout-out at the beginning of the episode, because, um, you know, it was about this time of year, 23 years ago that I walked into a gym and he let me on his basketball team at a Christian school. And that to make a long story really short, it just opened up a lot of doors for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, as a fairly depressed 16 year old that didn't really have any friends, mm-hmm. uh, it, it just really changed my life and the course of my life. Um, and set into motion some things of being able to play basketball in college and meet Kendra and, uh, you know, mm-hmm. put me where I am today. Um, so I just wanted to kind of give him some honor at the beginning of this episode because yeah. he was a big part of my life. He was a math teacher and nice. he had these beady eyes and thick glasses <laughs> and he would tell really corny jokes and, uh, he had a joke and I, I can't remember the setup, but it was a parabola or (laughs) negative relationship or something but it was like where do you find that in the bible and the punchline was so i can do it in his voice to give him the ultimate honor here is he must become greater i must become less (laughs) that was that was the kind of humor he had and uh very very dry Mm -hmm. Uh, i think i told this before on the podcast but uh you know i was just his homeschool you know weirdo coming in off the streets and uh he caught me looking at some of the girls one time <laughs> and i can only imagine what, what i look like in that moment <laughs> but he just he was kind of staring at me and he deadpanned yes matthew those are girls <laughs> and i've always remembered that because that makes me laugh <laughs> So uh, he was a believer, and we look forward to rejoicing with him on the other side. Shout out to you, Coach Krebs. I was going to make a joke about, did you stop writing your stories when you joined the basketball team? <laughs> uh, uh, no, actually, I continued writing the stories. I, I One of the stories I don't think I've shared with you, but... Is this um, when you made your pivot to sports writer? No, that came that came later on. But uh, when I joined the basketball team, I just sort of shifted focus a little bit. And I, I would still write the stories. I remember I wrote a story set at the school, Christian High School, and it was again, it was a, a Christian horror story because that's what I thought I was going to be. It was a Christian Stephen King, <laughs> and the premise was. <laughs> 
the premise was a Russian <laughs> I can't <laughs> a Russian f- exchange student comes to the school to our school and all the girls fall in love with him and all the <laughs> teachers are like in awe of him but spoiler alert he's actually Satan <laughs> oh my <laughs> And he causes a supernatural storm and like all the phone lines are taken out and like a bunch of trees fall over and nobody can escape the school. <laughs> and so like it's up to like the members of the basketball team to confront him and like <laughs> drive <laughs> Satan away and save the school. <laughs> it was it was incredibly bad. We'll have to play uh finish that story next time. I yeah, think we should definitely the- redo that segment. I found a couple uh found a couple pages of it and I think uh this is probably not the tribute he wanted or but you know I, I think coach Grimes did appear uh, in the book briefly um I don't know probably exhorting us to save the school for the glory of the lord <laughs> or something Math teachers do have the worst jokes like the best worst jokes I remember <laughs> at least two of my high school math teachers constantly with just and only half the class gets the jokes because half the class doesn't even know what's going on anyways. <laughs> so yeah. It's like, you want me to take a concept that I don't even know what it is and then be able to extrapolate why this is funny. <laughs> oh, man. Coach Grimes, he, he, was a, he was a big fan of the word squirrely. Like, he just liked mm. to use the word squirrely. Mm-hmm. And uh, I can remember he would, he would try to teach us, like, how to do... I don't know like he sometimes like I don't think I don't know if he didn't believe in us or like if he had just kind of forgotten what to say but like sometimes he would just like if he didn't know what to say he would just tell us to get low <laughs> on the court <laughs> like, I, I, like I don't know if he thought like that was solid like, advice the, coach that was, just, that was just like the, the maximum he thought we could handle <laughs> he would just say you say, get low, get low, and get in that defensive stance. And he started doing these like kung fu motions with his hands. And it was like, nobody really plays defense like that. Like, you're not even, like, even like in the late 90s when we were, it's like, what are you doing? Like, this is this how they play defense in the 60s? Like, you just start doing kung fu motions with his hands. <laughs> So uh, I guess uh, in coach's honor, uh, for the remainder of this podcast, Casey, I will be getting low. Okay. (laughs) I will be getting low and I'll be staying in my defensive stance. Okay. Okay. Doing kung fu motions with my hands to confuse my enemies. You are usually pretty uh, (laughs) flailing in different (laughs) directions. So... (laughs) I'm sure the listeners have heard the fidgeting. <laughs> I well, they've heard probably a small percentage of the fidgeting. Most of the editing is just me taking out all of the fidget sounds that I make <laughs> throughout the episode. Have you thought about recording in bed? <laughs> Would you? One day I'll release the unedited FSBT episodes, and it'll just be fidget, fidget, Casey cough, Casey cough, fidget, 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 I'm sorry. Casey cough. <laughs> i'm sorry it's it's fine there's more fidgets than coughs Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. definitely i have no no stone to throw (laughs) all right so moving on 
Uh, we have a requested opener for the episode from my lovely wife, Kendra, who continually berates me what, uh, for picking out this, you know, women. Am I right? <laughs> continually berates me for picking out the wrong flavor Tums. Oh, okay. What flavor She's do you get? F- My dad is really specific about his Tums. I, I get the citrus flavor. Okay. And she uh, says it's too acidic and she wants the berry flavor. Mm-hmm. Um, or heaven forbid, like the original flavor, which is like, you know, minty mouthwash. <laughs> so anyway, uh, I came up, just a few minutes notice, I came up with uh, a list of... <laughs> <laughs> Tasty medicines. Let's talk about the medicines that taste the best. Okay. Uh, I got five uh, going in reverse order, working up to number one. Oh, okay. Uh, this is a countdown. I like this it. Is a, this is a countdown. Let's talk about smoothie Rolades. Okay. See, very soft, they have smoothie Tums, too, I think, like fruit smoothie Tums. Yeah. When I say Tums and Rolades, I just use them interchangeably. It's People fine. that are 21 listening to this are... Really? Like, what are you guys talking about? Okay, first of all, if you're 21 or younger listening to this, <laughs> what is wrong with your life? Like, why are you not out? <laughs> no. Why are you not out with other 21-year-olds? Uh, okay, number four. The, not the store store brand kind. Not store brand. This is name brand Advil with the candy coating on it. <laughs> Becca candy just coating tweeted about this. Pecker tweeted, why does Advil taste so good or something like that? Yeah, but it's, <laughs> it's not the store brand kind. It's only the good, the good stuff. All right, number three. Hey, sorry, Kendra Pierce. Citrus Tums. They're pretty good. <laughs> Are you guys popping a lot of Tums over there? No, oh, fair amount, yeah. Interesting. I only have heartburn when I'm pregnant. And that's mm. also when Danny has heartburn because he has sympathy symptoms with me throughout my whole life. <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy okay. all right number two uh some controversial some people have this number one but the hall's breezers okay that's just straight as, candy it technically accounts as uh it's like a you know whatever it's, it's like in a... the medicine section it's not in the candy section <laughs> it's in the section that's i appeal all. to the retail guidelines here okay uh and number one uh you know tell me why i'm wrong but Cherry Pepto-Bismol is delicious. I don't think I've had that. Okay. It's, but you know, I, the regular... The regular Pepto-Bismol is really bad. It's, it's, it's a chalky... It's a, it's a, it's a chalky adventure. <laughs> I, if regular. I, I like the kids' ones. They have, like, a bubblegum kids' Pepto. Okay. Um, the cherry <laughs> flavor is, is excellent. Uh, it's it's got like a little uh, strawberry carnation instant breakfast finish to it. That's so gross. No wonder you have to take tums. Is that what you're eating? Listen, carnation. Instant. Why don't you just keep keep the spite on that end of this podcast? Like, why are you criticizing my breakfast beverages here? That's not a, oh gross. Oh my goodness. Uh. So you're telling me you, you you would turn down a a delicious cherry carnation instant breakfast? I mean strawberry? Absolutely. It's not it's not real food. Well, no, you eat it. I mean, you drink it with your food. You have oh, two breakfasts. Oh, so it's like a strawberry milk. 
kind of. Yeah, yeah. It's good for you. It has extra protein in it. Yeah, I don't. I think I would want that. Okay. Well, all right. So where do, where am I wrong on the on the list? Here? I think you're. I mean, I don't. I don't eat a lot of tums. <laughs> I think you take more medicine than I do. <laughs> Well, and also I'm putting the big man multiplier on it, so I'm eating oh, you're more. <laughs> really <Yeah>. more. <laughs> yes. But uh, next time I'm in the store, we actually do need to to refill our Pepto Bismol stash. So I'm gonna go for the cherry. Is it chewable or the liquid? Liquid. Uh, you can probably get it in chewable. I guess but... chewable is only for kids, right? I, I, don't, I don't. Who know. are they to tell you how to live your life? <laughs> Most of these, I mean, except for the Advil, have to do with when you eat too much delicious food, then you have to go eat delicious medicine. It's a win-win. <laughs> it absolutely is. <laughs> All right, so listeners, if we forgot any delicious medicine, because that's 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 the content you tune in for. Is it really tune is. in? Who tunes in? That's the content you download for. Uh, coming up next in, in adventures with a middle-aged nerd <laughs> i mean my opener was gonna be um that we scrapped i scrapped was gonna be most awkward uh community group icebreakers so but i i was i felt awful writing them like if i actually was thinking about if I was in the situation where these questions were asked, like, how much debt do you have? Uh, hold on. Did I, I think I erased them off my page, even. I had, like, five just, written down. Just the sight of them was causing you anxiety? It was. It totally... What's your most controversial political opinion? No, you don't want to ask that to me or Becca or any homeschooler. I know. I know. I, I don't want to ask that to anybody, to be honest. Uh, <laughs> But can you just imagine your next small group and be like, how much debt do you have? <laughs> Everybody go around the room. And of course, there's that one Dave Ramsey, you know, <laughs> none. <laughs> Anyways. As they whip out their envelopes. <laughs> So I'm trying to figure. I'm just off the top of my head. Like, what are some other like worst icebreakers? <laughs> What's your favorite mess? <laughs> <laughs> what what medicine tastes the best to you? So dumb. <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking. Okay, this one's like this one sounds really inappropriate, but it's so vague. <laughs> How about this for an icebreaker question? So what's the what's the private situation? <laughs> I don't even want to know what you're supposed to answer about that. I, I don't know. I was just trying to imagine like someone asking me that. I'd be like, what? <laughs> what's the private situation? <laughs> it's private. Leave me alone. So good. Uh let's see. What else? Um I know something involving your parents, mm. like just something like off the wall about your parents. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so when's the last time you saw your parents make out? 
That's horrible. Oh, stop. What is, what's your favorite book of the Bible, and why is it Song of Solomon? <laughs> All right, I'll stop now. Okay. So why don't why don't you just lead the next segment and I'll just fidget and make a lot of background noise. Okay. Well, you have things to say, right? I hope. Yeah, I'm just saying you you. <laughs> it's just all fidget. That's that's all I'm gonna do is fidget. Did we have time. any housekeeping or no? <clears throat> no? I don't think so. Okay. Um, not really. No, okay. Um, all right, so we talked about it last episode, and it was on Twitter that we were asking for uh, questions that people might have about dating so that we could give our just wonderful advice, wise and experienced people that we are in this subject matter specifically. <laughs> And, uh, okay. All right. So first, Bethany asked us in the original Twitter thread, how to date. (laughs) Before we answer this, should we just throw our qualifications out on the table real quick? Sure. Yeah. You go first. (laughs) My qualifications are made every awkward mistake possible and didn't get a second date until Kendra. Okay. (laughs) really that's yes she was the first 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 girl that ever got a second date you're still more qualified than me (laughs) who met my husband when i was 11 and he was 12 (laughs) and that's basically the end of the story (laughs) that's it what could go wrong yeah with this segment not with your not with your life two children older than i was than when i met danny so, Whew. there we go. Okay. Anyways, okay, Bethany, how to date? I said sorry, I have no clue. <laughs> okay, but if I had to date now, I, this is what I feel like my strategy would be. It's like this two, you have to, first of all, I would want to be brutally honest about myself and all my flaws immediately up front i was just like get that out of the way but also at the same time like fully believing that i'm amazing and anybody would be lucky to have me so like those two sides of yourself are like you you're you're not great but also you're great that's what i would go for (laughs) okay bethany ignore everything she just said no this is (laughs) I put that in there for you. (laughs) That's That's, a punishment. That's what she said. (laughs) That's what he said. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Oh. Please, please. This is a this is a family show. (laughs) Okay. Okay. So obviously, Perk City. Uh, it's not about. Per- I'm not gonna say this about you because that makes it weird. I'm just gonna say in general, how do you date? This is how you date. You put on a bunch of perfume and you <laughs> march into youth group or the college and career class, whichever one you're in, small group, whatever, and you wait till everybody goes around and shares, and you say, 
<laughs> I just feel like God is leading me into a different season now. And I'm just really <laughs> open to some new things. And then you just look around at all the guys. Mm, that's how to do it? Yes, that's how you do it. I like my way better. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking about like when you're actually on the date. Oh, okay. I was thinking I about how to get a date. I was thinking about like when you're when you're on a date. Oh, it when you're on like a date. Dating has a lot of like just really lots of awkwardness because you're trying to get to know each other. Right? Like why don't you just start yeah. telling each other about yourselves like for real? I don't know. Yeah, this is a uh you know, balancing this out with a lot of jokes. This is when I look back at the, the times that I dated. Honestly, that's that's the regret I have, which is weird to say because I'm not saying, you know what I mean? Like, I know I'm not wishing mean. that I would have, okay. Um, is that I think the mistakes I made, a lot of them were just me not being direct mm-hmm. uh, and not direct in the sense of, you know, overbearing or commandeering, but direct in the sense of being transparent. Of, mm-hmm. This is what I feel. Mm-hmm. This is what I'm, this is what I'm thinking. Yeah. Uh, I feel like I would have probably, you know, maybe had better dates uh, again you know happy that i went up with kendra i would have had better dates and probably you have to keep saying that we really know it i will say that 78 more times Uh, uh, but also probably would have sidestepped some some bad encounters too of just being up front and and saying Mm -hmm. you know this is uh this is what i'm interested in right now Mm -hmm. i'm interested in in you because of this uh but it's weird because you get sucked into like the the you feel like it's romantic or, you know, right to do the guessing game. Like mm-hmm. where you're trying to force the other person to guess. Um, it's just not a good way to live the guessing thing. Yeah. It's just, yeah. yeah. And I, I definitely played that a lot when I was dating. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm just going to be a little bit vague here and, and hope that they get my signals, which never worked. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But anyway, yeah. Uh, a lot but of also perfume. the perfume is good. Yeah. A lot of perfume. And, and uh, a nice just shirt. You know, yeah. <laughs> I just winked at me. <laughs> I'm going to assume that you meant a, a, an officially licensed FSB t-shirt. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you got to get him on board with your interests. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Next question comes from Kate. Can Christians go on multiple dates with different people, or can they only date one person at a time with full intentions to marry them? Kate, it depends on how hot they are. Yeah. Wait, how hot? Which person is the person dating multiple people or the multiple people that you want to date? No, the multiple people you want to date. Like, if they're all hot, you should definitely date them all. Uh-huh. Uh, but if you know if you can only find one hot person, then you need to just date that one person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh. Yeah, I think that you sh- you can definitely date multiple people at the same time, but you all have to go on the date together, and then that way <laughs> they can end up fighting over you, and you can pick the strongest, most capable one. That's that seems like a good plan. It's called survival of the fittest, <laughs> or as Ken Ham calls it, survival of God's chosen. <laughs> How awkward creep. would that be? Just like one girl and six guys in the steak and shake booth. <laughs> mm. 
Who's picking up that tab? Uh, exactly. Yeah, they all fight over is, it. That's, is the dominant that's man where it the starts. One that picks up the tab? That's where it starts. That's how the fight starts. Who's gonna okay. Who's gonna pay? All right. The massacre. I feel it. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Uh, hey, this is this is easy. <laughs> we got it. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure Kate's married. She definitely is. So, <laughs> okay. Uh, Davis wants to know: Can I date my wife? <laughs> you don't. Someone else will. So. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> no. Whoa, Casey. <laughs> it might be <laughs> might be Kate. Apparently. <laughs> Well, um, what do you think? Can he date his wife? Uh, <laughs> see, I wish I knew this guy because I, I'd make certain jokes here, but um, I'm just going to make the joke, and if it's bad, I'll edit it out. <laughs> okay. Well, it depends on if she's going to put out or not. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and if she already is, why bother? <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> That's awful. That might be a double edit. That's, edit both this of those is jokes double out. horrible. <laughs> Two horrible jokes for Davis. <laughs> I mean, listen, he he's, he asked us, so. Right. <laughs> Okay. I definitely think if you're a married couple and you go on a date, the one of the requirements is um, an Instagram account so that you can make sure and do the selfie, the date night selfie. Okay. And the woman has to post the caption, just something like, this man, dot, 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 heart, heart, heart. <laughs> and then the guy has to post a caption, same picture or a different picture. A picture of her eating while she's looking down is always a good one. Something just like, um, where would I be without this girl? So, you know, something really stupid like that. That's <laughs> a requirement stupid. for dating as no, a married no, couple. Who's going to take the picture of you and Danny in the restaurant as he's feeding you airplane style? <laughs> would, would it be the waiter? The waiter's the taking security the security guard before he shows us out. <laughs> yeah, these guys are feeding each other like toddlers and they're barefoot. <laughs> oh, this is your first episode. We're sorry. <laughs> For nothing. <laughs> okay. Logan. Wants to know, he says, please define the basis for Christian dating. I'm seeing second base being pray together slash hold hands at see you at the pole. Did you put some thought into this one? As fate would have it, Haas, I put a lot of thought into this one. Okay, let's see what your bases are and then we'll see what my bases are. Maybe we'll... Okay, let me preface this by saying I was homeschooled, so I'm still at age 39, still not sure exactly what the bases are for public schoolers. Okay. But these are the Should these are we the look bases. them up and read them on the air? <laughs> Can you look them up on Urban Dictionary and read them on the air? <laughs> okay, so Logan, here are my bases for Christian dating. Not not basis with an I. This is the first base, second base, third base, home right. plate. First base, thinking about privates. 
I'm already not enjoying this. Okay. Second base. Talking about privates. <laughs> With the person? Yeah. Wow, that is that's a big step. Third base. Using privates. Oh my. Okay, okay. It's, you gotta wait for it, it'll make sense. And home plate is no privacy <laughs> because you have a bunch of kids. <laughs> okay. So marriage takes place right at shortstop to use <laughs> okay. a baseball term for sport fan Casey. I actually know a good amount about baseball, so okay. Um, I said I kept Logan second base since he was nice enough to contribute that. So I said first base would be make eye contact during a conversation. <laughs> second base would be pray together slash hold hands at sea at the pole third base would be a double date with another couple boys up front girls in the back no you know funny business between the front and back seats we know how that goes and then you know home run get married or home plate i guess it would be Marriage. Okay, so uh, first of all, if you're homeschooled, all four of those bases take place after marriage. <laughs> Second of all, how would you how would you do the seating arrangement? Let's just say theoretically, if you were a homeschooled teenager uh, at a Christian school prom mm -hmm. and you were trying to take two sisters to the prom in your family's minivan, uh huh, how would the seating go? You have to separate the sexes. Okay, so let's say so the same guys. So they're in the captain's chairs in the back. <laughs> Open those sliding doors for them. <laughs> Hopefully, you vacuumed the goldfish off the floor from your little siblings, <laughs> and you and your brother are in the front. No, no, no! It's one guy. You're taking two of them. Yeah, let's say theoretically, okay, one guy Matthew, was taking. That's kind of that's freaky. <laughs> Why are you taking two? Is this a real well, thing? Say, Is there a story let's here? Say, let's say theoretically uh, you there was a group going together. Let's say theoretically your Christian school had more girls than guys. So you had a group going and then everybody pulled out at the last second except for you and two sisters. Um, okay. I think you should still put them both in the back. <laughs> <laughs> okay this is the next the next one is the one you wanted to to have full reign of scott says two questions how many chairs does a guy have to pick up after church to impress impress well impress, oh, wow. Casey. <laughs> impress a proverbs 31 woman and then number two, when I work up the courage to talk to my church crush, should I suggest a coffee date, going to dinner, or go straight to the friend zone? <laughs> okay. All right, Scott. Um, Let's hear this amazing this wisdom. It's a little breakout session for the guys between me and Scott here. Okay. Put a lot of thought into this, Scott. And then obviously <laughs> I should preface this with the caveats. Depends on the the... the design of the chairs uh some chairs are easier to hold than others i'm gonna set the over under of chairs per arm at 2.5 because i feel like 
I feel like two is okay, and three can be okay, depending on the, the chairs. Like, if they're, like, super heavy chairs, you need to go two. If they're lighter weight chairs, uh, you can go three. I don't think you need to go more than three in each hand, and this is why. <laughs> more than three in each hand. You're going to drop them and look like an idiot. No, not necessarily. <laughs> I mean, maybe, but not necessarily. I think that puts you perilously close to the douchebag zone. Mm. And I feel, uh, maybe I'm wrong. Casey, you can, I'll kick this to you. I feel like that's the kind of thing, it's going to reek of maybe a little desperation, mm -hmm. maybe a little shallowness of look at me showing off. Like you mm -hmm. just, you need to have an ample amount of chairs. Mm -hmm. An ample amount is what you need so that you're just kind of quietly making a difference. You don't need to be showing out, showing out mm -hmm. in church. I feel like a, a centered, solid Christian girl is is maybe going to be a little turned off if you're doing the oh look at me carrying 10 chairs at once routine. Okay, here's my counter to that. All right. It is not really the number of chairs, it's your whole posture while you do them. So okay. if you're like picking up the chairs and looking around to see if someone's noticing that how many chairs you have, it doesn't matter if you have 2 or 7. It's obvious that you're doing it for attention. So if you can get five chairs on each arm, but not look like you're doing it for attention, then you're golden. <laughs> okay. I'm, I mostly agree with that. I think, I, I just, I feel like some, some girls are still going to be turned off by that. Like, okay, dude, like you're not going to be carrying that many chairs if it was an empty gymnasium. Yeah. Like if it was an empty fellowship hall, you're not going to be carrying that many. <laughs> So anyway, uh, 2.5 is the over-under there. I, I think it's good. two to three in each hand is, is plenty. Okay. All right. Second part of the question uh, <laughs> from Scott. When I work up the courage to talk to my school crush, I say to the coffee day, go to dinner, go straight to the friend zone. Scott, I thought about this one for a long time. I'm going to go meta on you. Oh, here we go. Uh, this is a very meta answer. If I could, if I was going back and I was going to do this over again, uh, given the scenario you just laid out, I would literally... Say every, I would literally repeat that to the girl, just about word for word. <laughs> I would just, I would kind of, I would do it and I would break the tension and say, you know, I've had a crush on you for a while. I finally worked up the courage. Uh, you know, can we go on a coffee date? Can we go to dinner or do we just do the thing like where we just automatically go straight to the awkward friend zone? <laughs> and I think if you did it the right way, I think it would probably be a chance for both of you to laugh and it would kind of break the tension a little bit mm -hmm. and it'd be a way for you to just kind of, uh, you know, make your intentions known of, mm -hmm. Hey, I'm really into you. And this is what I'm thinking. What would you like to do? Mm -hmm. I think that's great advice. Any advice that suggests honesty is always winning. I think, mm -hmm. especially when it comes to potential relationships. Yeah. I, I remember Richard I Clark understand like the hatred of the friend zone. I mean, I guess if you just like really want it to be something else, but I I guess because I see that really good relationships start out as good friendships. No, you say no. I this is a really this is a conversation I had with Richard Clark one time. We, okay. we disagree with this. You disagree. I have to plug my computer. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, who's making the background noise now, Haas? Okay. You don't think that? I think it's a time waster. 
I, I think it's wow. a time waster. Jackie of... Haas is gonna have words for you, but I guess we were too young for it to be anything else. Okay. okay. Well, I guess that's different. If you're if you're a young teenager, that's one thing. If you're in your twenties mm-hmm. and you're trying to pursue someone and they just want to put you in, your, in the friend zone, I think that's a time waster. Okay, I can see what you mean by that. Um, which again, I think just goes back to the benefits of being upfront, at being transparent, you know, in the right way, not mm-hmm. trying to. Sp- you know, spook anybody by, you know, laying all this out too directly up front, but just very gently say, you know, I'm, you know, I'm not interested in just kind of hanging out to hang out. Like I'm interested in, in dating, mm-hmm. uh, which I think that's an appropriate thing to do. Like as you age yeah. in your twenties and beyond. Yeah. I halfway agree with you. I think that things probably feel very, very urgent and even taking like a few months to cultivate a friendship is not i mean that's you feel like oh this is taking forever but in the grand scheme of things it's not it's not that long so okay i mean i i I see where you're coming from it's probably somewhere in the middle yeah of what we're talking about but to just write write off someone because they don't necessarily want a romantic relationship with you right then that seems really foolish because uh, you could, I mean, unless you're one of those people who don't think you can be close friends with the opposite sex, but if you took that time to cultivate the friendship and then it did turn, like while you were still maybe pursuing other people in dating and then it did turn out into be something you've already, you already have a foundation of friendship, which is, it's good. I think some people have trouble with, I think some people it's just very linear of, mm-hmm. I can really, I can only pursue one person at a time. I, I was, yeah. I, mean, I, I can identify with that to some degree of, I don't, yeah, I don't know. I don't mean like that you're continuing to pursue them, but that's just, you agree that you're going to still have a relationship with this person. Mm-hmm. Oh, she friends on me. So, um, I'm out. Or I you guess could too, just, it, like, have a good friend. I think, too, it depends, like, did you have an existing friendship with her to begin with? Yeah. Like, if it's somebody you don't know, like, I, I don't know that I would want to, you know, if if I don't know this person at all, mm-hmm. maybe that's that's different than if I if I know them a little mm-hmm. bit. Like, if I know them a little bit, I can still be friends with them. Mm-hmm. That's not really what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, like, if, if I don't know somebody at all, like, I'm probably not going to be inclined to just start investing a lot of time getting to know them if, if they're not really into me at all. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And also how hot are they? That That's. Yeah. I mean, it's important. You know, which, which, which <laughs> base are you trying to get to? <laughs> no privacy. <laughs> no privacy. Uh, I'm just a big proponent of, of having a basis of friendship because I feel like friendship like having that is what can carry you sometimes when uh things are very difficult and of course you can cultivate that when you're already together but you know okay we can move on (laughs) all right Amy Send us a story. I have to go to Twitter and read it. Hold on. 
I'm going to read the story. Is that okay? Yeah. Okay. So Amy sent us a story. I am assuming she's fine if I shared it because we shared her rust tap story and it makes her question make sense. So she says, uh, this is about her and her husband, Niles. I was a freshman and Niles was a junior. He was about as naive and innocent as they come. <laughs> That's sweet. We had been dating for a couple of months and we were driving home from going to a movie. He then told me he wanted to show me some parrots and trees that were located in the back parking lot of a church that his dad told him about. Let me set the scene. We are driving on a quiet road. It is super dark, and I'm riding in a car with a boy I've only known a few months, and he wants to show me these, quote, parrots <laughs> in the back of a church at night. For a fleeting second, I thought, OMG, what is he going to do to me? <laughs> But as we pulled in, and he really was just trying to show me some birds, he was so innocent that the thought never crossed his mind that taking me to a remote place in the dark might set off alarm bells in my head. We laugh about it now. After five and a half years of dating, we got married and have been married for 24 years. So here's her question. How long should you be dating before you show your girlfriend, quote, parrots in the back of a church parking lot at night? <laughs> So what she was worried about, it sounds like she it sounds like she was worried. In quotes, so <laughs> it, it sounds like she was worried. Hey Casey, it sounds like she was worried that Polly wanted a cracker. <laughs> that doesn't make sense. <laughs> okay, here's my question: Where where was this taking place? Like, it I don't was this know. like a is this like in Madagascar? <laughs> like First United Methodists of Madagascar? In I, mean, the I don't think Parker it would line? be that exceptional, though, if the, there were parrots there. So it have to be somewhere where they don't typically have parrots is, in the backyards of churches. Is this, is this Narnia? Like, what is... <laughs> that um the length of time that you should be dating you should definitely the person you're with should definitely know what you're going to the back of the church parking lot to do and not have any questions or worries about it here's my question when you went back there did the did the pastor's kids kid have to move like <laughs> hey did, did you flush out the pastor's okay, kid who was okay. he, he quick like threw it on the ground and snuffed it out with his with his shoe <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> tossed toss the bottle into the uh into the parrot grove as it were and <laughs> slinked off into the night uh well okay i mean <laughs> All I've got is bad jokes for this. All that's all I've got, Casey. Okay, you have another one. Uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> God, <it's> so stupid. <laughs> Let's hear it. Uh, I mean, how nice are the parrots? <laughs> I was also trying to work in a joke about. Uh, uh, owls and hooters, but I just couldn't make it work in my head. <laughs> so I don't know. I mean, 
I, I really respect Niles. I, I feel like I identify very strongly with him. I but think he was so totally, too. totally oblivious. <laughs> Wait, what? It's, it's birds. I'm gonna show you the birds. <laughs> yes. I feel like me and Niles would have gotten along very well. <laughs> okay. So what's the answer to your question? Like how long should she wait? Or so should anybody wait? I just said that both parties need to know exactly what's going what's gonna happen in the back of the church, however long that is. <laughs> there should be no question. What's getting ready to occur? Are we gonna see some well, parrots or are we gonna see some parrots? <laughs> okay, well I asked my I asked my youth pastor. Okay. And he said the danger with showing the parrots is that if you see the parrots, you're going to want to hold the parrots. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why you need to keep the parrots in the cage until the wedding night. Okay, let's move on. <laughs> I got it. Okay. Kai, who started all of this for us. Uh, how can I tell if a girl is interested in me or... If it's just three raccoons in a trench coat trying to steal my wallet again. Kai, you need to ask yourself three questions. <laughs> Does she dig through your trash? Number one. Number two. Does her eye makeup seem excessively dark? And number three. <laughs> this is so stupid. <laughs> Does she complain about all her friends getting hit by cars? <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> if you answered yes to all of those questions, then it's probably the raccoons. <laughs> I thought I thought you were going to say, does she wash her food in puddles? <laughs> oh, gross. <laughs> so let me ask you this, Casey. Is this, would it be good advice or bad advice for Kai to ask the girl that, hey, are you are you interested in me? Is that good advice or bad advice? To ask a girl if he's interested, if she's interested. Yeah, if you feel like a girl is flirting with you, but you're not sure, is that? I mean, obviously, it depends on the situation, how long you've known her, mm -hmm. all that stuff. But as a general rule, good or bad, to just put that back on the girl and say, I, I kind of feel like you're flirting with me. Mm -hmm. like, is there something here? Like, can I? Yeah, I mean, it could go both ways. I would say, sure. Text it, right? <laughs> it's the beauty of 2020. <laughs> yeah, I mean, definitely put some humor on it. Just kind of like, mm -hmm. ha ha, lol. You know, are you flirting with me? And just kind of see how it goes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I guess the caveat, too, is that you know, this may sound a little sexist, but she may not know. Like, mm -hmm. she may not know if she's really into you. She may just kind of be feeling you out a little bit. Because mm -hmm. um, I definitely had experiences where I, I mean, girls definitely flirted with me. And I wasn't sure what their intentions were. And, you know, like if I, you know, whatever I did, it seemed like it was the wrong thing. Whether I, mm -hmm. you know, went the, you know, just didn't respond that felt like the wrong thing and then there were times where i did respond and flirted back and all of a sudden she retreated and it was like what was that like mm -hmm. were you just playing playing games like were you not interested like what well, i don't understand hmm. did you make her a mixtape with the nsync song <laughs> quit playing games with... was that nsync or backstreet boys i get them confused i think it was backstreet boys <laughs> uh, slipping under a dorm room door <laughs> what would the mixtape have been? Uh, uh, 
the mixed it would have been okay so it would have been like at that age it would have been like early 2000s maybe late 90s early 2000s so i would have that would have been some Edwin McCain on it. Let's mm-hmm. not, not get ourselves. I'm not. I'm not kidding myself. <laughs> Edwin McCain. How good was he back in the nineties? We have this conversation once every fifth episode. <laughs> How good was he? That's pinnacle uh, to me. The pinnacle of like the over emotional nineties <laughs> was when Edwin McCain sang "I'll Be Your Love Suicide" because that made no sense, but it made it every teenage it made every teenage girl have a heart boner. <laughs> Because it was like that is the thing you want the guy from Dawson's Creek to say to you is I'll be your love suicide, <laughs> and it made no sense. Anyway, oh so good. Okay, we have Becca's. We already answered her que- her third question last week, or you did. Okay, so but she had two more, of course. Number one. Is it even worth it to try and flirt with the cute groundskeeper at church? She's equally popular and mysterious, but it seems like a lot of work. I don't Number- understand that. It seems like a lot of work. <laughs> I don't know. Number two, why aren't church guys interested in me explaining the history of peyote? You can stop at the word history and just <laughs> of anything, Becca. It's just all of it. <laughs> And this is where you have to realize that you have different friends for different things. So when you want to talk about history about of anything, you go on Twitter and you DM your friend Matthew Pierce, who would love to hear that. He would love to talk to you about the history of peyote. When Becca and I do our spinoff podcast, how many episodes are you going to listen to? All of I just them. have the number it. I have the number two. Funny, I think after two. If it's funny and interesting, I'll listen to it. You're going to have to tune in to <laughs> Becca talking about the history of peyote, peyote as I connect it to the Punic Wars and how, you know, I probably Carthage. listen to Becca's stuff more than yours because every time you say something you want to talk about, I don't know what it is. <laughs> but maybe I'd learn something. <laughs> Do you, do you really want you to You could learn? make episodes about something that was totally fake, and I probably wouldn't know, so. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay, so, but is it worth it to try and flirt with the cute groundskeeper? I don't understand the part about the too much work. Why is it too much work, Becca? Maybe because he's mysterious. Hmm. Can you text her that and see if we can get an answer by the end of the, uh, by the, end of mm-hmm, the episode? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, why is it too much work back then? Okay. Um, I'll take. I'll. I'll take. I'll. I'll give an answer for the other part. I don't know. Uh, I. I. My. I assume they don't want to hear you talk about those things because they're losers, Becca. <laughs> I try to take a picture of you to send to her. <laughs> I think everyone should listen to you talk about the history of whatever you want to talk about, Becca. I mean, yeah, sure. No, not <laughs> not convincing in the least. If you find someone that will listen to it, then yeah, snatch him up because <laughs> <laughs> take him back behind the church. <laughs> Look at the parents. <laughs> I mean, I've listened to Danny talk about Star Wars for. 
I don't know, it feels like 40 years or so. So... <laughs> 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 you gotta get I, I will, the smile and nod the yeah mm-hmm, yeah <laughs> i will say this is a a defense of casey i will say she she gives at least a cursory nod <laughs> to football season of hey i'm happy for you the football season I started am back up happy for you i am happy for everyone who gets to enjoy the things that they want to enjoy that is why she is a good friend. <laughs> <laughs> because I know she doesn't really like football at all. I just, whatever. I was happy for you that you got to see Hamilton. Oh. Back way back when. Well, I was very happy for pre, you. Pre pre COVID. Yeah. Back <laughs> when the times were very precedented. <laughs> and they were so simple and uncomplicated. Yeah. Okay. We'll see if Becca writes back. She hasn't yet. It also is 11.43 at night. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Becca. (laughs) But we have have something else to move on to, right? Yes, we do. This is going to be a long episode. Remember when we were like, we're going to make a shorter episode? We're at 53 minutes. And that was before, I mean, well, I, you know, I tried to set fire to my laptop with a candle, so. <laughs> Let's just jump right into this. This is Christian Tweets. Okay. Um, I'm ready. It's probably going to be our last regular installment of Christian Tweets before we do the Tweet of the Year mm-hmm. shenanigans. So let's get into this. I'm going to start us off. I'm going to start us off with Karen Swallow Pryor. I love this one so much. Mm. Uh, the background on this is she got confused about the new retweet function as we all did okay did not really well we all got confused we all didn't uh pin a uh screen uh, pin a protest screed (laughs) to twitter (laughs) this is karen solo prior updated my apps can't retweet without commenting so annoyed i don't need to comment on everything (laughs) I will be retweeting far less. <laughs> Is that the point at Twitter? <laughs> so if you're following this, she has parlayed her initial confusion of a format change into an Alex Jones type <laughs> conspiracy that Twitter is trying to silence her. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just imagining her uh, swatting a drone out of the air with a sword. <laughs> In, in grand dramatic fashion i mean that was super a super annoying update they made without the information of what you had to do poor seth i tested it on one of his tweets i retweeted something seth tweeted and then i immediately undid it when i figured it out mm. <laughs> okay oh goodness Ladies' choice. The board is yours. I I know you're looking at that Kanye tweet. (laughs) Louis Giglio. (laughs) Okay. What in the world? If you feel helpless in the midst of a divided people, (laughs) own the soil of your heart in unifying gospel grace. There is power in the cross. (laughs) Did he mess up a word? 
Was it supposed to be sow the soil? So how does it make sense? <laughs> it doesn't make sense either way. That's why it's so beautiful. Own the soil. What other letters are close to O, W, and N on the keyboard? I don't know. If it's sow the soil, then that doesn't make sense because it's sow the soil of your heart and unify. It's just it it's doesn't work word salad. Either. It is word salad. If you feel helpless in the midst of the divided people, yes, I'm on track with you there. And then the rest is. If the soil is in your heart, wouldn't you own it anyway? <laughs> but how do you own something in unifying grace? <laughs> it's like he realized that he made a mess of it and just slapped the... Well, nobody can disagree with my final point. There is power in the cross. <laughs> Did he try to correct it at all? or We'll have to go back and check. You will have to go back and check because <laughs> I am blocked by Louis Giglio. You are? Yep. Oh. Boo. Boo. <laughs> I definitely judge people on Christian Twitter by whether or not they follow you. <laughs> <laughs> I made uh speaking made of me Kyle's... being a good friend. <laughs> <laughs> I think I made Kyle James Howard unfollow me. I'm pretty proud of that one. Aw. <laughs> but uh I, I did a check. Like I was just curious of like who would unfollow me recently. Mm -hmm. I looked around. So he unfollowed me. But shock of all shocks, Jory Mike is still on board. <laughs> Welcome, Jory. We're friends now. <laughs> Also friends, me and Kanye. Okay. Kanye West tweeted, my memories are from the future. I, I am so happy that he <laughs> is on our side now. Not just so that he won't burn in hell, but mainly so that we can feature his tweets in the Christian Tweet of the Year. <laughs> it's so beautiful. I, I mean, there's just nothing like it. My memories are from the future. It's... Uh, it's existential buffoonery because it he thinks that's is, profound. It, it is. It is something. <sighs> okay. I'm just going to read this Chip Gaines tweet so that you <laughs> can have the full, <laughs> the full freedom to respond to it as it's being read. Thank you so much. I don't much. think you would have been able friend. to get through it. <laughs> so... Joanna learned the quote downward dog yesterday, which come on, like we all learned that a while ago. And I'm not sure if it's had any positive effects on her per se, but I can't say it's changed my life. Embarrassed face emoji. <laughs> uh, I think I think Chip is tweeting that. With, he's tweeting that with one hand at, from the back of the church parking lot. Oh my god. <laughs> the responses to this were beautiful. Just like the horny police. All the horny police comments. So good. <laughs> he's, he's definitely... He's definitely looking at the parrots <laughs> in the parking lot. <laughs> he's, he's feeding the parrots. That's what he's doing with his other hand. He's feeding the parrots. 
Poor Amy, she's going to regret telling us that story. <laughs> no, she thinks it's... <laughs> oh, Chip. <laughs> Thank you, Chip. I just want, I I want tweet one tweet. That? Like, <laughs> what if I tweeted something like that about Danny? Just a blatantly horny tweet. <laughs> I don't know. Like, would it get the same? Would Would you get the same scolding that he got? I mean, it was like a good natured scolding. But would you Would you still catch that, or would it? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm not the person to talk to about tweeting inappropriate things. No, so you're I definitely not. I just, uh, I don't know. Man, you really nailed the uh, the Vestal Goodman hanky thing because I seriously <laughs> thought about her when I did that tweet about <laughs> Twilight Paris waving a hanky. I almost did Vestal Goodman, but I didn't. I didn't think it. I thought it'd be too obscure. Right, too many of your followers so. would not know who that was. In addition to my readily accessible <laughs> normal content, you had a better shot with Twyla though. <laughs> Also, Twyla made me laugh more because she seems just like a very mild-mannered person. <laughs> All right. Uh, speaking of mild-mannered people, John Mark McMillan, that's good alliteration there, <laughs> tweeted out, <laughs> I've been thinking powerful thoughts. <laughs> hey, hey, cool, John. <laughs> You've also been tweeting dumb tweets. <laughs> <laughs> why just it's just confusing what would make you want to tweet that <laughs> I, I don't know but it's beautiful it is what was, what was my joke for that like when you try it when you work up the courage to ask out your youth group crush <laughs> but, then, but then you try, you try to say hello but that's what comes out instead <laughs> I've been thinking powerful thoughts. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like something I would have said. Oh, man. <laughs> okay. Are we doing the um, the sassy seminary student tweet? I mean, we can read it. It made, it made me laugh. Okay. Um, uh, I got it pulled up here. I can just read it. I have it. This, oh, you got, okay, go for it. Okay. Uh, this is an anonymous account, I think. Presbyterians believe they're totally depraved, but they've neglected to consider that perhaps they're also totally boring. <laughs> <laughs> no, that one made me chuckle for a long time. <laughs> I don't know, but she's being funny on purpose, so I don't know if that qualifies as Tweet of the Year material. Yeah, yeah. So... I don't know. We'll put it before the committee and see. <laughs> totally boring isn't so bad. <laughs> Depending on how you were raised. Maybe you want boring. <laughs> yeah. Maybe so. <laughs> We're sorry. <laughs> For nothing. <laughs> <laughs>